Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful week. Today I want to talk with you about organic gardening and why it is that we choose to basically practice organic gardening. Obviously we are not certified. We don't even sell our vegetables or anything like that at all. But just in the way that we handle our garden, handle pests, the soil, all of that stuff, we try to use organic practices. And today I want to share with you why that is. Let's get started. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. All right, guys, let's get started. But before we get into this, I want to ask a really quick favor of you. And that is if you are loving the show and you have not left a review, I would love it if you would just take a moment and go to wherever you listen, whether that be Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen, Spotify, and leave my show a five-star review. It helps so much with other people finding me and just spreading the mission of encouraging moms who are parenting their differently abled kids. So I would so appreciate that from you. So this is going to be pretty short and simple, just very to the point. I'm just going to share a few different reasons why we have chosen to practice organic gardening and why it really is a priority and a value that I place on making sure that I am very wise and particular with the types of products that I use in and around my garden and even on my yard, not just my garden, but also on my yard. I'm just, I try to be very specific and particular about trying to avoid chemicals as much as possible. Okay, so I just want to start. And the first reason would be the fact that they're really, as far as like, it's very important to me that my children are able to be in and around the garden. I want it to be a learning experience for them. And whenever I am not using any kind of harsh chemical, anything that could cause any kind of poisoning or any kind of side effects, then I really don't have to have any kind of concerns about them being in the garden. They can just come in and they can handle stuff, which sometimes they handle stuff that I don't want them to. Plants get ripped up. That's just part of gardening with kids. But I don't have to be concerned that they're going to get something on their hands, that if they put something in their mouth, that they're going to have some kind of chemical on that plant or on that vegetable or whatever it is. I just like the fact that I don't have to be concerned about pesticides or any kind of chemicals. I also like the fact that if my kids walk in and they go back to the blueberry bush and I have a child who loves to pick blueberries off of it, he can just pick it off and eat it. Now, obviously, yes, I would prefer he to he were to wash it first, but again, I'm not having to be worried that there's anything harmful that's going to poison him because I'm not spraying anything that could cause him any kind of harm anywhere near my garden or those fruits and vegetables. Number two would be kind of what I mentioned, which is just the fact that my kids can be very freely involved in the garden because we aren't using chemicals. They can walk into the space. There's no concern. They can be running around handling things. Again, I'm not having any kind of concerns about having to store these chemicals and 
Am I going to have to keep them locked up because my children might potentially get into them and my children are masters at getting into stuff? I just don't ha- I don't want to have to worry about that. I don't want to have to stress about it. And so that is a huge bonus for me is just the fact that there's not any kind of stress or anxiety revolved around chemicals, poisoning, all of that. The fact that it can just be a place for my children to be active and involved without stress and strain. Obviously, yes, we are having to teach them boundaries around learning that they can't just pull up plants, that they can't run through garden beds, that type of stuff. But that's different than being concerned about a child consuming some kind of chemical. And so I just love that it creates a lot more of a stress-free environment around the garden. I think for us and our family dynamics, that just works best. Again, like I've mentioned before, whenever you have children who might have some kind of sensory processing disorder, especially if they tend to put things in their mouth, that type of thing, which I do have that in my home, I I just don't want to have to worry about, oh, no, they put a leaf in their mouth and I sprayed it with something a week ago. Week ago do I need to call poison control now? That is not something I want to spend my time stressing about. And so avoiding those things works well for us and our family. And there are also natural remedies that you can try instead. And I can go over those at a later time. But there are other alternatives. You don't just have to let the pests take over your garden and lose everything that you've worked so hard for. So to me, like I've kind of mentioned in other podcast episodes, If I don't have to introduce something, what's the point? So for instance, like with food dye, I don't have to have that in my kids' food. It's not beneficial for them in any way, shape, or form. So why would I introduce it? And it's the same thing with pesticides and chemicals and sprays. I don't need those things in order to grow a garden. So why would I introduce it? It's it's just not necessary. There are other options that are available out there that are not going to create any kind of anxiety, stress, or limitations in my children being able to be present and active in gardening with us. Number three for me would be the fact that we are reducing our own exposure to chemicals in and around our food. Obviously, this is also going to help with the microbiome of our soil. It is going to help to keep our soil healthy when we're not killing things off in the soil with these chemicals and pesticides. And healthy soil means healthy plants. So not only do we want to limit the exposure of these toxins on our food as we're growing it, but I really want to limit the exposure and the toxins in the soil as well, because I really want to build up my soil so that it is going to be very healthy. And again, like the microbiome that I had talked about, this is just basically the different microorganisms that are living in your soil. And as you're spraying them with chemicals, that is going to affect the microorganisms and just like I said, that soil microbiome, which is going to in turn affect your plants and their health and any kind of like earthworms, anything around it that is going to be supporting soil health could possibly be negatively affected by spraying different pesticides and chemicals on your soil, in your plants, all of that stuff. So I just prefer to, again, like I mentioned earlier, I just want to avoid it whenever it's not necessary. And then number four for me is the fact that avoiding these pesticides is just better for the environment. Not only is it better for my own soil, but in general, it is better for the environment. I don't have to be concerned about any kind of runoff from the chemicals going into anywhere else in my yard, into any kind of water source, anything like that. I don't have to be concerned about any kind of small animals or birds or beneficial insects being killed by these pesticides and these chemicals. 
So for me, it just makes the most sense. I'm able to grow stuff in my backyard. I'm able to limit my chemical exposure while also being able to encourage my children to be actively involved with no concern about any kind of chemical exposure for them either. Because again, gardening is very hands-on and our skin absorbs so much of what it comes in contact with. I don't want them coming in contact with chemicals where they're handling stuff with their skin and I'm not making my children wear gloves in the garden. I don't even wear gloves in the garden. I don't like it. I try and I just end up with the dirt manicure for the for a few months because I just don't like wearing gloves. So I don't want to expose myself to these chemicals either. And like I mentioned, there are just so many different options that you can try that do not involve using any kind of chemical or pesticide. So for me, it just makes the most sense to practice organic gardening. And I just love the fact that again, I can be growing organic vegetables in my backyard and really because I start my own seeds and I try to reuse my soil and just add stuff to it every year to build up the health, then I can really do it at a fraction of the cost of what I would be spending if I bought it elsewhere from like the grocery store or Azure Standard or somewhere like that. And obviously there are still things I do have to buy because I can't grow everything in my backyard. I have very limited space, but I just feel like it can be such a way to save money as well. If you are really prioritizing eating organic foods, limiting your chemical exposure, I think growing organic vegetables in your backyard is an amazing place to start. You can grow so much in like a green stock, like I've mentioned before, on your back porch. You don't have to have a large space, but you can grow a lot of food in just one green stock planter. And I just think if you're stressed about money, like I want to switch to this more natural lifestyle, I want to limit my chemical exposure, but I'm very stressed about how do I afford all of these organic fruits and vegetables and all of this clean meat and whatever. Maybe you can't necessarily start with growing your meat. But you absolutely could start with being very intentional about avoiding pesticides, chemicals, all of the stuff and growing organically in your backyard. And then that really is going to help to reduce and kind of ease up some of that strain on your grocery budget whenever you can just go to your backyard and you can harvest these things from your backyard. So that is number five for me. It's just the fact that I love that it gives me that freedom to grow my own stuff at a much more affordable price. And I will say, yes, absolutely. When you're getting started, there is an investment up front. It is going to cost more to get started. But once you get started and you get over that initial investment, so for instance, for me, I've already filled all of my raised beds with soil and compost and all of that stuff. And while yes, I do have to top them off every year, I'm not having to make that huge investment that I had to make up front to actually get that good quality soil in. Even with my raised like stackable planters, I have reused, I use the happy frog soil in it, which I love. And I reused it this year and I just freshened it up with some earthworm castings and some different compost and stuff that I had already had. I actually crunched up like a bunch of my dried out eggshells and my old coffee grounds. And I had some dried out, I had dehydrated some banana peels. I just used kitchen scraps from my home. And I mix all of that into a giant bucket, a big tote, and then I mix it all together and I refilled all of my planters and I planted in them again. And the stuff I planted is doing great. So I think just remembering that if you are really prioritizing living a more organic, clean, holistic lifestyle, the fact that you can grow organic produce in your backyard is an amazing tool that I really think 
can add so much value and joy back into our lives. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I would love to hear if you also grow organically, what are your favorite reasons for growing organic vegetables in or fruit? I, I grow both in your backyard. I would love for you to reach out to me on social media, Facebook, or Instagram, and I will see you back next time. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.